Oh my god, it's, it's the last day of the week. Oh, it's the last show god. of the week. Even though there's two more Nuggets games. Two more. There does not need to be two more. <laughs> yeah, you it. You're excited for tonight. I won't be watching, actually. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the DMV Nuggets Podcast. Let's go. There it is. Let's go. All right, Friday energy. Casual Friday. Here we are in. There it is. Kel's bringing the air horns. We are in Studio B. Just Harrison win tonight tonight doing the two-man game. Harrison been a while tonight 2 30 in the afternoon <laughs> it feels like tonight though there's nobody in the office everybody's already left for the weekend it's it's just us working just, just us trying to keep this company afloat over here can do in the the lord's work um on today's show I, I think we're gonna have some fun today you know the nuggets do wrap up their final summer league game we'll talk about expectations for that tonight uh they do have another one i guess tomorrow but i a back to back the back to back the second night though or the last night is usually that's i think uh armand franklin's night it's armand franklin and andrew funk's time yeah to wait taz sherman is it, is it Taz sherman time tomorrow night <laughs> i mean if he was gonna play a minute at summer league this would be the game to do it <laughs> tomorrow so tonight is probably our re- last real look at the um you know the new draft pick so we'll talk yeah. about what we expect from them uh and we're also the majority of the show we're gonna look at the other day i said uh peyton watson was the most important nugget people got very upset about that because they took it literally they're like i think Jokic is the most important (laughs) my point is we know what yoke's gonna give us guys he's gonna give us an mvp season yeah so like there's no mystery to him but yes he is the most important nugget. So I changed it up. Most interesting. We're going to rank them okay. from 15 to 1, 1 being the most interesting. We're going to do all that. But we start today with our top story. Harrison, there's a brand new Denver nugget. And his name is Braxton Key. Braxton? Have you ever heard of this guy? No. <laughs> I've never Key. heard of him either. Braxton Key. Um, he is 26 years old. He's a 6'8", small forward. Uh, he played in the G League last year, and I think he played in like. Was he a Laker? No, no, he wasn't on the the South Bay Lakers or whatever. They're I called. think he was Rio Grande Valley. Okay. Um, he averaged fourteen points, eight rebounds, four assists, almost two steals per game, and shot forty percent in the G League last season. Uh, he's a winner, Adam. He's a winner. NCAA champion at Virginia, G League champion last season. Well. And um, like I said, 6'8", 26 years old. I think from that respect, he kind of fits the Calvin Booth MO. Okay. Um, So I said the other day that there's three types of two-way players. There's prospects. You know, they might turn into stars. Bull Bull fits this mold. Like, it could be a star. That'd be great. There's what I think Grant Golden is, which is like, hey, he would be good on our G League team because he helps the G League develop guys. Sure. And then there's this guy doesn't really have upside but if you need him for five games in a row because somebody got hurt, he could step in, and he's good for that. He's not good for the long haul. I think DeAndre Jordan last year was this. Now, he was a veteran, but yeah. I think DeAndre Jordan was the guy who was like, if there's a disaster, he can fill the gaps until we adjust. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of in the Davon Reed category, probably. Man, what category is that? Like, it's <laughs> He's a prospect? It's a two-way guy that isn't going to do anything like real for you, but you just have. Who are the best two ways of this era? It's got to be Monte. Was Monte a two way or was he just a drag? I don't remember two ways. He was yet. on a, I think he was on a two way. So Monte's got to be number well, one. Well, Tory Craig. Tory Craig's probably number two. Although Tory Craig started in the playoffs, so you. Tory Craig might be just number one. So those two are one two in some order. Yeah, wouldn't you say? Uh, Greg Whittington probably <laughs> low down on that list, <laughs> near the bottom. 
Um, He's a legend. <laughs> uh, Bowl was on a yeah. two-way. You had P.J. Dozier, I That think. was a fun one. P.J. Dozier, good two-way signing. Absolutely. Um, I'm drawing a blank. I don't know if there's anybody else that was like on the two, the actual two-way. Colin Gillespie. I mean, we don't know yet. Like he might be Greg Whittington. Yeah, jury's still out. <laughs> He's actually had a Greg Whittington-esque run. Devon Akun, so Purcell, probably low on that list as well. So probably not that important, whoever Denver has. Um, but, you know, there you go. Another big for emergencies in case of emergency, which I don't foresee happening. Um, tonight, though. He also had the game-winning oh, that's right. block yeah. and put-back slam for the Mavs Have to win a game. Um on Wednesday. Did you see? So they do the Elam ending in Summer League, which is brilliant, but they do it for overtime. Right. I think this should be the overtime rule. I For overtime. In Why the not, man? No, Why so, not? Because the worst thing for a regular season is double, triple, quadruple overtime. It's the worst. So you might as well just say that's impossible if it goes to overtime. Because I think people are afraid of the Elam ending. If you don't know, the Elam ending is you just add a target score. So usually it's like, okay... Five minutes left. Now we're just going to add 15 points. First one to ever score the next, you know, to to that mark, yeah. the game's over. To me, overtime would work perfect because people are worried you're going to mess up stats if you ever did that, which is true. You don't want to make it regula- regulation. You don't want to mess with the integrity of the, the game. The integrity of the game. But if you go to overtime, it would be a nice way to say we'll never, ever have triple overtime. It's just first to 15 wins overtime. There's yeah. always a game winner. They did it in summer league. It made the pace move quickly. The only drawback I've heard is people say guys start gunning for threes. I don't care. Yeah, because everybody wants to make a game-winning three. Right. You know, that everybody wants that to be the game-winning shot. But I even like the st- the the strategy of it. If you're down, uh, say the game is the other team. Both teams are tied. There's three points to go. Do you go for the three or do you go for the safe two? Do you defend against the three so you don't lose and you give up the easy two? I kind of like I the strategy. S- I see why you go for the three every time. Because you're just so like, oh, it's I can end it right easier, here. It's just easier. You know, it, it looks better. Better highlight. Overtime in the NBA should be an Elam ending. I think it would be a league pass alert every time. It doesn't matter if it's Charlotte versus uh, Atlanta. It doesn't matter what the matchup is. You'd be like, hey, Elam ending overtime, five points to go. Everybody has to tune in because there's going to be something awesome there. So I think they should do it. Let's move on to tonight. Probably the last night. I don't think we'll see P-Watt. Last night, it is a rematch of the finals, Harrison. Nuggets versus Miami. <laughs> is there still some bad blood between these two teams? Uh, you know, I don't know. There could be. Um, no, but in all sincerity, what do you want to see from tonight as the de facto ending to the summer league season? I want to see Jalen Pickett run the team. You know, we saw that in the second half, and the Nuggets almost came back from like a 20-point deficit in summer league, which is yeah. pretty unheard of. And... They almost came back because they were just playing behind Jalen Pickett. He was running the show. So I, I've i seen enough of Colin Gillespie in summer league. Like, I'd actually be cool if they just shut him down. I would love to see Jalen Pickett play point guard as the only point guard for an entire game. I don't think that's going to happen just because Colin has to play and he's going to play alongside him. But I will say I'm going to uh, agree adjacent to your take. I just want to see him take over. I don't care if that is with Colin next to him or not. I just want him to say, you know what? I'm going to run this today. Yeah. I'm going to be more assertive than I've been, not as a scorer or anything, but just as a getting everybody organized, including Colin, and see how it goes. I understand the social dynamics. I th- honestly think the social dynamics are the hardest part for all of these guys. They don't want to stand out as an asshole. Yep. They don't want to stand out as selfish or any of those for things. For sure. And I mean, Jalen Pickett's coming in as a second round guy. Like Colin Gillespie's been here. Like, I, I totally get that. 
Oh, there's a real like, yeah. Colin Gillespie knows everybody. All For the coaches sure. know. You show up on day one, everybody's still getting to know everyone. But Colin knows everyone. There's there's real social dynamics here. But nonetheless, we're at the last game. I'd love to see Jalen Pickett. I just want to see. One of our big questions is, can he do this? You know, consistently, he's done it in pockets of the summer league, and he's looked good doing it. But can he do it for a whole game? I think we'd all have a lot more confidence if he did it from start to finish. So that's definitely mine for his. If Hunter Tyson continues to shoot, if he shoots well again, he's shooting forty percent from three, and he's been the leading scorer in what two out of the three games. Right. If he does it again, I don't know. Like if he doesn't do it tonight, I don't think he has anything to lose. But if he does it again, where he scores like nineteen points, I just feel like it takes the hype up a whole other level. Every game he played in, he scored. If Hunter Tyson was taken at the draft spot that Julian Strother was taken at and was having the same summer league, like we'd be talking about him as a certain guy for next season. Uh, If he was putting up these numbers on like any other team, like these are legit summer league numbers. These are big time numbers, you know, 20 and seven, 40% from three. He's getting to the line as well, doing a little bit of everything on defense. Um, if if he has another big game, man, like he's he's just building momentum right now. He's building a lot of real momentum and fans heading into training camp and fans. Uh, two of them on this show, I think, right now. So Hunter, I, I just want to see more of the same from him. Julian Strother's easy. What do you want to see from him? Make shots. Just make some threes, man. Please, just please make. What some threes. What would be like the like three threes? He had three last game. If he goes like three for seven, are you happy? Oh yeah, I would take a three for seven. Five, five of twelve. Sure. Yeah, I'd take that. Eight, eight of if nine. If he got twelve threes <laughs> up, that'd be. Awesome. I mean, he gets them up. I think he's had 10, 10, and eleven, so he gets them up. Yeah. But tonight, like, if he's gonna make them, he's got to make them tonight. And then Colin Gillespie for me. I don't really know that I have any. This is part of the Colin conundrum for me. Is I'm not <laughs> actually Colin conundrum. I'm not actually sure what it is I want to see from him. <sighs> yeah. I, we've seen the pesky defense. Pesky Gillespie has been there. Pesky Gillespie. <laughs> Steady Gillespie hasn't, but Pesky Gillespie has. Yeah. Um, I mean, if he had a game where he went for like 12 points, eight assists on really good percentages and didn't turn it over, that'd right. be cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. I guess that's it. Before we go to our first break, have you, I don't know if you've been online lately, Harrison. <laughs> A little bit. I don't know if you've been keeping up with the Lakers and what they've been having to say, but Darvin, yo, uh, Michael Malone really in their heads. And the other day, Darvin Ham did pull out the like, oh, we're going to get them back for this or something like that. You know, no, he so, said it's not over. Yeah, it's not over. That's right. It's, it's not literally, over. The season it's literally is over. literally yeah, over. It's over. I don't. <laughs> but honestly, man, I also love the idea of like, oh, they just gave us extra motivation. It's like you, winning a championship wasn't the motivation. Now you have extra motivation. I look at this and I go, the Lakers honestly went from a proud organization, a great team with these great players, mm. to talking about how close they were in a sweep and to like taking um, noteboard, you know, uh, what do you Bulletin call it? Board Bulletin board material. material to a team that swept them last year. Yeah. I, to me, I'm almost like, I, I find it hilarious that the Lakers are pretending to do this like, okay, now it's on. Well, it's not just the Lakers, Adam. It's uh, the guy who a lot of people think is the greatest player of all time. Oh, LeBron doing it? Yeah, LeBron. Him needing, this is the extra motivation that yeah. he needed. You know, he wasn't motivated before. Yeah. But after watching Vic Lombardi introduce Michael Malone at the parade as the Lakers' daddy, now he's motivated. He's ready to go right now. He got that surgery. He's not retiring. He's back and ready to go. 
Is this a rivalry? Is this going to be a rivalry next year? Nuggets when Lakers? they sweep them again? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. I just mean, is this like a storyline that has legs, or is this like a boring? Like it's July. See, the thing is, the Lakers do this with every team. I feel like they play in the playoffs. Um, the Nuggets Suns rivalry is definitely more present to me, at least. Ooh. I think you're right. Actually, Nuggets Lakers. If they play in the playoffs again, yeah. it could be something. But we we need another series. I think. Is there any other rivalry potential rivalry for the Nuggets that could happen next year? Um, Minnesota maybe. They played Minnesota last year. They have a history there. Yeah, but it's like, do you really hate anybody on Minnesota? <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> I just kind of feel bad for him. I don't know. If I think I I don't, Minnesota. It's not quite a rivalry because it's been one sided so far. But I do feel like that's one that I could see becoming like, oh, these two teams don't like each other and they're yeah. on a collision course. No, for sure. And you've got the front office stuff there, mm. the coaching staff. You've got legs of of a rivalry for sure. I think it might be just that though. I don't know. Like Golden State, not really. No, it's the Suns and a tier by themselves. And then maybe, maybe the Lakers. I do. I like it. I like it. I think you're right. I think it's the Suns. And then the Lakers trying to get it. I can't believe the Lakers are in this position, trying to be relevant to the Nuggets. <laughs> Man, it's if, I mean, the Lakers were the Nuggets kryptonite in the playoffs forever. Forever. Yeah. Throughout their entire existence. Yeah. Um, we got one. And apparently, weren't allowed to celebrate. <laughs> That's so true. We, we got That's, one. This is we the beat actual, the Lakers once in the playoffs. This is the actual thing. They said we weren't allowed to celebrate. It. This is the actual thing. They're so unused to being in this spot that they don't know how to handle it. So they just act like yeah. total dorks. Like, oh, really? They're celebrating their championship? I'll show them. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, the meat of today's show. We're going to go by these guys in order in blocks of five and talk about. We're going to rank the most, the least interesting player on the Nuggets roster next year. I got it ready to go. And then it only oh gets more interesting from there. Oh, my God. I can't wait to find out who that is. <laughs> Bet365, they pioneered live in-game betting. And we're all hooked up with Bet365, so you guys have to get in with them. Use code DNVR365 at sign up. When you use that code, uh, you can claim a $200 bonus bet as soon as you place a bet for $1. So download the Bet365 app. Use code DNVR365 when you sign up. Must be 21 plus and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. And I don't have you seen the line for tonight? No. I just I just gotta look at it. Really? You gotta Nug- look it up. Nuggets see what it heat is. tonight. What, how have the heat been? I'm gonna say I'm obviously the Nuggets are gonna be underdogs. Yeah, I'm gonna say Nuggets plus three. Nuggets plus three. It is Nuggets plus four and a half. Oof. So they're two and one. Woo! Mighty two and one. Tough Co- match. Cox Pavilion. Small small court. <laughs> A um, lot of Julian Strother family and friends there again. Once again. <laughs> Guys, download uh, Bet365. Oh, we Jovic tonight, Use too, code huh? DNVR365 at sign up. Oh, little Jovic. I'm excited. Little Jovic. Shady Rays, guys, take on the sun with gear built to last. Shady Rays has you set for the summer. If you go on to ShadyRays.com, browse their entire website. They have something for everybody. You can also go in-store at Park Meadows Mall. When you go online, though, ShadyRays.com, use the code DNVR for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by 250 
thousand people. Again, shadyrays.com. You can use the code DNVR for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can also stop into their location at Park Meadows Mall. All righty, back here segment to DNVR Nuggets podcast. Me, Harrison Wind. All right, drum roll, <laughs> excitement. The least interesting player on the Nuggets' 15-man roster next Can I, year. Should I guess it? Go for it. Two-way guys? No, oh, I no. didn't include two ways. Only 15 guys. Yeah. The least interesting player, DeAndre Jordan. Ah, no. You're going to be surprised what? at where he is. <laughs> I went with Justin Holiday. I oh, went with Justin Holiday. Okay. I don't think he's playing. I think we know exactly what he is if he does play and what role he would bring to the team and how he would fit in. I just don't feel like there's a lot of intrigue. I don't think this sure is enough, like Sure enough, he's going to be in the opening night rotation. There's no way. There's no <laughs> way. I mean, there is a way. I, I find Justin Holiday to be pretty, like, just even as a player, just kind of a... Like, even, oh, in, yeah. even in his height, even if you think, you know, in his prime where he was a good player, kind of just a, like, fill-in-the-gaps guy... Now he's on that roster, but I think I, I think he's in the Ish Smith role this year. And Ish Smith, as much as a, of a good dude as he was, like he yeah. wasn't like horribly interesting last year. I think Justin Holiday's in the Ish Smith role. Justin Holiday was the guy we all wanted on the Nuggets four years ago. Yeah, but that time has clearly come and gone. What would it take for me to be dead wrong about this? If <laughs> Michael Malone did not like what Peyton Watson did at Summer League, and oh. Justin Holiday is the backup three. But is that interesting, or is it mad at him? He's almost in a lose-lose, like in that way. If he plays, you know, what's it, the most popular player on the football team is the backup quarterback? Right. He would be the least popular I mean, nugget. he's he has potential to be the Davon Reed of this year. Yeah. Where he's playing in front of in front of he was playing in front of Christian Brown last year, Justin. Which Holiday. is a wild thing to think back to, man. Like Malone did a lot of good things last year, won a title, but it is wild to think he went with Davon Ray Reed for a stint. He had to see what he had. <laughs> he had to see what he had in Davon Reed. But it would be similar to that. I don't think that's happening. I would be pretty stunned if that did happen to start the season. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm I'm fine with him in that slot. I will say I think Justin Holiday has an important role the way Ish Smith did, in that he needs to be a leader. He needs to keep them together, and a, I mean a real leader. This isn't just a throwaway. Like he, they're light on veterans. There's not a lot of them, and he needs to fill yeah. a void that was left by Bruce, left by Jeff Green, uh, left by Ish Smith. That's oh, yeah. a lot of guys to lose, and you kind of need him to make up for all of them in in a way. So I do think it's going to be pretty important for him. But we're not going to see a whole lot of that, I don't think. I would hope not. It's bad news if we do. Number 14 on my list of most interesting nuggets. Got to be DeAndre Jordan. Julian Strother. Oh, God. Julian Strother. Uh, I just don't think... I think of all the rookies, he seems to me to be the one that least likely to play. Yeah. I mean, you got KCP and Christian Brown at the two. Yeah. It would be pretty surprising if he was in the rotation for like 20 games or something. Yeah, if he was like a consistent player, I just think it would t have taken... Yeah. He's a guy that I think has a lot of upside, but is probably a guy that, one, positionally is behind a handful of other players, and two, he he's the one that probably has the most to round out in his game, whereas a guy like a Pickett or a Tyson maybe is a little more polished. Maybe their runway isn't as high or their upside isn't yeah, as high. Yeah, I mean, you're just going to trust a Pickett or a Tyson... As a rookie, more than Julian Strother. If we think about this, okay, if Murray gets hurt, that bumps up Reggie, probably bumps up Jalen Pickett, 
maybe bumps up, maybe you bump up all the players and then, you know, Justin Holiday starts playing. I don't think it bumps Julian Strother in. If two players get hurt, I think it bumps two guards bump, then it bumps him in potentially. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think he's a guy. The, old, the I actually think the best way for him to sneak into the rotation is if there's an injury to one of the small forwards, whether it's Michael Porter or Peyton Watson. That might be his best route in. It also might just be if the bench can't shoot, which Man. could be a possibility with You're right. a Reggie Jackson, Christian Brown, Peyton Watson, Zeke Naji, Vlako Chanchar five. Not a lot of spacing there. And over or under 500 minutes for him. Next year, uh, I mean, how many did Pwat play this year? Like three hundred or four, three hundred fifty, but they were all at the very end of the season. I'll say yeah, no, no. I'm sorry, 186. He played 186 oh, so minutes he'll play in the more NBA than level. that. But I'll, I'll say under 500, but more than Pwat played last year. Over or under 300. Oh, uh, that's double Pwat. I'll say over. Really? Yeah. That might be a little. Somebody will then. get hurt. That might be kind of interesting. Then if he plays that much, he'll move up the he'll move up the board a little bit. <laughs> Is he bit. out playing DeAndre Jordan? If that's the case, <laughs> number number thirteen, DeAndre Jordan. Hey. He, here's why he's more interesting to me. Here's why DeAndre Jordan's more interesting. Last year he was a leadership duo, him and Jeff Green, buddy comedy. Remember they went to the Padres game. Remember that? Oh, it started the season off on the right note. All right, but they were together. You know all this. This year, DeAndre, can he do it on his own? Is kind of an to me, it's kind of an interesting story. Is he line. looking around the locker room being like, where'd my boys go? Yes, don't you think he's he like, is? who am I hanging out with? Where's Justin Holiday? Is that like are they friends? Who am I going to the Rockies game with this year? Uh, Reggie Jackson. Or the Padres him, game. Sorry. Yeah, the Padres game. Yeah, Reggie, DeAndre, Joker. And there's gotta be a fourth. <sighs> yeah. There's gotta be Justin Holiday, but I don't know if they're friends. I don't know how it that might works. be P Watt. Is there a world? So here's the funny. It might be here, P1. Here, yeah, you're right, actually. Here, here's <laughs> he the, probably has a hookup on the tickets. <laughs> here's the uh, the cycle for DeAndre Jordan. He gets picked right away in free agency. Everyone hates the pick. Everyone hates him. Then he becomes beloved, right? Rocker room guy, brings everybody together. Yep. Beloved in Denver. Is there possible that he does a bad job of leadership this year because Jeff's God and the guys are God and he's his... It's like, what is it? The Peter principle? He's like... He keeps succeeding, but now he's at a level beyond his capability, and it's like, well, we needed you to be something else. Yes, but they don't need his leadership as much as they did last year. You don't think? No, just because I think this regular season is just going to be whatever, and everybody's just going to be on the same page with it. I feel like they might need it more for that reason. Like You need more like, hey, it's December. Our guys are a little antsy. Think about us, Wind. Think about us. Is this upcoming season in December going to be more difficult or less difficult? We were so excited. You know, we were getting everything was new. This season is going to be a grind, man. It's going to be a drag. <laughs> it's going to be terrible, probably. I mean, unless the Nuggets just like win 72 games, that'd be cool. It's on the table. I think DeAndre Jordan is mildly interesting. He also could be the backup center. So there you go. <laughs> Number 12. Hopefully not. Well, if Jokic gets hurt for any games, DeAndre Jordan starts oh, probably. He they did probably, last year. Yeah, like they just bring him from out of the rotation to yeah, starting. He did last year. Um, number twelve, Hunter Tyson. Hunter Tyson. I don't think he's great get enunciation in. on that name. Hunter Hunter Tyson. Tyson. I don't think he's going to play either. That's why he's so low. I don't think we're going to see him a whole lot, but I do think we'll see him more than Strother. I agree. 
And I have that take solely based on summer league. Yeah. <laughs> you know, seems, not seems based on the draft. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I did not know who Hunter Tyson was. Not going to lie. But in summer league, I mean, he looks like a guy. He looks like somebody who can contribute. You remember the Wancho games early on in the oh, Wancho yeah. era? Oh, yeah. Like, it could be one of those, you know, where... Hunter like, Tyson is just Wancho, except he plays hard. Because he's a harder-playing Wancho. I'm seeing what... It was. Wancho's rookie year was the Wancho game. The Warriors game. 27 points, 10 rebounds, oh, 2 yeah. assists, 1 steal. Uh, 6 of 10 threes. So, I don't know that he'll have one of those games. It would take a lot. But I do think he's a guy that I wouldn't be surprised if he gets in in a February game when everybody's injured and he plays with Jokic and just somehow shakes free for five threes. And he's his hair's all messed up and he's talking <laughs> shit to everybody. And LeBron gets pissed about it. <laughs> over under 300 minutes? Over? Say over. Okay. Yeah. So we I think, mean, if I went over on Strother, I'll go over on him. And the last one of this segment here, our first starter. What? Our first starter. You got a starter at number 10. 10? 11, 11, 11. 11? What? Contavious Caldwell Pope. Just because he's boring? Honestly, man, what's the level of variance we could get out of KCP That's this year? That's a good point. Assuming he's healthy. Yeah. We know what he is. Right. He's, he's been the steady. same exact thing the last five years. He's going to make his shots. He's going to guard. He's going to play pretty hard for the regular he's season. He's going to take some mid-rangers that were like, "Why? what are you doing? He's going to play well. He's going to be good, but he's going to be steady. And I don't know that we're – like, I just would – there's nothing that's going to shock me about him this year. I don't think. No. I mean, there shouldn't be. Um, he is, other than Nikola Jokic, the most consistent player on the Nuggets. That's why I have him here, and I just don't know what the world of possibilities is, is. He is a little bit older, and I think when you get into like how much does Malone kind of ease into the season this year, he's a guy that he should probably ease in. He should well, probably play K him twenty seven minutes. Twenty six. He has a lot of like bumps and bruises throughout the season. Yeah, like the wrist is bothering, the knee's a little sore, the ankle. Like it's not stuff that holds him out of games, but it's little things that pile on and in the playoffs i don't think he was close to 100 percent last year and i think it was because of the little bumps and bruises he got along the way i mean he did shoot 42 percent. i don't expect him to shoot that hot again next year in fact that was his best season ever shooting I mean, he's three. never been around this kind of offensive talent so uh, next year i kind of project him to be like a 38 39 three-point shooter probably play three minutes fewer every game, like 28 minutes instead of 31. Yep. And just to be steady, to be the exact same, just with those differences. So I don't know how interesting it'll be. All right. We're kind of out of the those guys. The next block, very controversial. There's still a rookie on the board. There's still one rookie on the board. I wonder who it could be. <laughs> we'll get into that in the next segment. Uh, Volo Sports, guys. Volo is the largest social sports company in the United States. Uh Look, if you play in a Volo League at City Park, you come to the DNVR bar after your game on Thursday. We were hanging out down at the bar last night. Volo crew started rolling in. They have a great time. Uh, we played in a bowling league. Uh, I heard we're playing in a pickleball league. Really? More, that's the word on have the street. Have you ever played pickleball? I hear it's awesome. No, I have not. I refuse to. Why? It's like tennis for people that don't want to get in shape. <laughs> you know what? That sounds like me, so I'm, I'm in. Uh, but I think we are playing in one. I will not be playing in it, like I just said. Uh, if you want to sign up to be on a Volo sports team, you can sign up with the Volo Pass. It's a monthly membership program. 
that gives you unlimited access to sports events and social activities every single night. It's $20 a month, minimum three month membership or $200 per year. Uh, summer registration just closed yesterday, actually, but sign up before it's too late. Get the Volo Pass. Sign up to get the Volo Pass. Start playing leagues as a free agent today. If you use the code DNVR10, you get the Volo Pass for only $10. Uh, DNVR10, $10 at volosports.com slash Denver. Also, shout out to Kind Love. Kind Love was one of the first dispensaries in Colorado, founded in 2010. They are known for cultivating some of the highest quality cannabis in the state. They've got the turbo joint line with the turbo keef. Ridiculously potent, burns way smoother than all the other joints you're probably smoking out there. Visit one of these stores in Cherry Creek or North Denver. Mention DNVR and get the DNVR exclusive discount. 25% off all Kind Love flower pre-rolls and their turbo joint line. Visit their website, kindlove.com, for their full extensive menu and online ordering. Alrighty, back here, segment three, as we're going through and listing off the most interesting players, we're all the way up to number 10. What do you know? It's my guy, Jalen Pickett. Now, Jalen Pickett, the rookie, I think, based on this summer league and what I've seen so far, I think he has a less than 50% chance of breaking into the, the rotation. I think less. I think it's coming into it, I thought maybe a little bit higher. I just Mm -hmm. think it's going to be harder for me to see Malone going with him over a Reggie Jackson. I think Reggie Jackson's going to play. And unless Reggie Jackson is absolutely atrocious, I don't see Jalen Pickett overtaking him. Not at all throughout the entire season. He's going to get opportunities. But I just wouldn't be surprised if his season somewhat mirrored Zeke Naji's, where he was like in little stints and we're kind of like oh man he's playing well he's starting to come into his own is he going to get it it's like nope injury guy comes back from injury immediately replaces him if you look at the bench you've got christian brown who is a known commodity at this point yeah zeke vlatko i mean we've seen what a good bench lineup looks like when they're in it peyton watson's everybody's favorite player the guy who's going to get the most blame is going to be Reggie Jackson. Like he is going to be the Will Barton slash the man. That's a good one. Will who Barton. was it last year? Who was the guy? Faku. He's like Faku oh, mixed with Will Barton. I mean, Faku two years ago, but last year was the scapegoat. Yeah, who was the scapegoat last year? I mean, Bones at the beginning of the season. Okay, that's going to be Reggie Jackson. He is going to be the scapegoat. Fair or unfair. Bones Bones was the guy, yeah. Yeah, fair or unfair. I mean, he is the weak link on the bench unit, at least I feel like, just based on the player he was last year. Now, I think a full offseason with the Nuggets, a training camp with the Nuggets will help him out. But, I mean, I'm not counting on Reggie Jackson to be, like, dramatically better than he was last season. And if he isn't, I think there's a door open for Jalen Pickett. Here's the thing about it, though. Because I love Pickett, and I'm all in on him. I've, I'm more trying to project how I think the season will go than what I would do if I were you know, pulling all the strings. But if you were building a Jalen Pickett lineup, Christian, Peyton, Zeke, Vladko is probably not the lineup. If I yeah. was building a Pickett lineup, it would probably be more like Pickett, KCP, Peyton Watson, MPJ, Zeke Naji, something like that, where you have defense, shooting, you know, you gave him two starters. I mean, I don't know. Malone's MO has been to stagger one player. I hope that this is the year where it's more normal, where you're actually just blending rotations and we're not doing the all bench, all 
Dude, you know, don't starters. get too excited. I know. Like, it's you're not gonna you're getting your hopes up. <laughs> but that, to me, would be a coherent Jalen Pickett lineup. You give, like, off-ball shooters and spacers and cutters yep. and, and defenders. And it's like, okay, you, that's a good lineup. But if you just go to what we anticipate it's going to be, Christian, Peyton, Zeke, those three, I don't know, man. Can he... Are those guys that he's just, he's going to have to be really aggressive one on one? Is that are those guys that give him the requisite spacing? The bench, look, I mean, I'm a believer in the young in the young guys. I'm a Peyton Watson believer, but the bench is it could be really really bad. It could also be better than it was last season, but yeah. it could be terrible as yeah. well. Number nine on my board of most interesting nuggets. Vlaco Chanchar. Okay. Vlaco Chanchar. I might, he'd be higher probably on my personal board. If it was just like for me personally, but I'm trying to be a little more objective here about this. Vlaco might play a bunch of minutes next year. If he does, I actually think he becomes way more interesting. Yeah. Or they might not play both Zeke and Vlaco. They might only play one of them. And I just think if they have to pick between one of them, they'll pick Zeke. He's younger. They can get him an extension or this or that. Like they might just go there. But if they both play, then I think he becomes extremely interesting. In fact, I kind of like him as the backup center if they're playing picket. I like giving him a second <laughs> ball handler that like can be a release valve. So who's the Jokic of the second unit? Is it Pickett or is oh, it man. Vladko? Be very tough to say. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean the thing. I is, don't know what happened if you put both those guys on the floor the, together. Look, stylistically, I'm just saying Jokic is both of them and <laughs> the shooting. Yeah, like Jokic everything. Hundred percent. Um, is he interesting? I, is he more interesting than this? No, he's about right. Vlaco comes into every season with the same storylines around him. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? When when he plays, he's good. When he doesn't play, he gets hurt. Is there a world it's in the which, same thing with him? Is there a year. world in which he's significantly higher on this list, where it's like he actually does play a lot? And what do you know? He's the best version that we've saw when he, we've seen him in. Ten game sample size look yeah. really great. What if he's that all year hitting threes, well, facilitating? A big tipping point, as I'm sure you'll get to, on this Nuggets season is Peyton Watson. Yeah, and if Peyton Watson is as good as we think he can be, that probably lowers Flacco's minutes. But if Peyton Watson just like can't play, yeah, which I don't think is going to happen, but it's on the table. It's, it's possible. It's a, at least a one percent possibility. Vlatko's your guy. You know, Vlaco's your steady hand to fill in those minutes. So that's probably what might determine if he plays a lot or about what we expect. Does Vlaco have his best career game, NBA game this season? <laughs> What's his best career game? I mean, I don't know, but I'm saying like <laughs> probably not. The seven he was in, like he's been in some games. Yeah. Is there a game where he's like, we look up and you're like, holy shit, he had 25 and eight assists? I mean, I'll just say no, just because yeah. I, I, I have lower expectations for Vlatko this season, even though the bench is thinner than it's been in years past, just because I just feel like it's the same rap with him every year. Number eight on my list, Aaron Gordon. He's in the KCP category to me of, I kind of know what I'm going to get from Aaron Gordon this year. I feel like he just fits in. He does his role. I don't know that he's going to go too hard because I don't know that he should. He should be a solid player who steps it up in the clutch. <laughs> I think we know the only difference is there was a lot of buzz about him and the defense he played, and I am curious to see if he gets like buzz throughout the year. Does that push him to play even harder because he's going for all defense or all-star or this or that? But outside of that, I kind of just know what we're getting from Aaron Gordon. Yeah. That's the biggest storyline for me coming into this season with Aaron Gordon. 
Is he the defender that he was in the playoffs, or is he closer to the defender that he was in the playoffs, or the guy he's been in the regular season? Uh, I'm interested to see what it's going to be. I would think regular season, um, just because they know they can flip the switch when they need to. They showed that last playoffs. But, yeah, I mean, you know what you're getting with him by now. Number seven to me, Reggie Jackson. He's really interesting to me because, Harrison, we've almost discounted the fact that it's possible he has a great year. I mean, he came over at the deadline. He just fit in. By all accounts, he was a good leader. Now, while I'm not counting on it, I think I know what Reggie Jackson is. He's a scorer. There's always a chance that he has one of those seasons where it's like, no, now he knows how to run this group. He looks really good. And Jalen Pickett, as good as he might be, is just an afterthought. It's like, no, Reggie's having an up year. For sure. I mean, he's got a massive role. He will have a huge role on opening night yeah you know, before anything else happens i i think he's penciled in for a massive role at least he is right now i mean somebody's got to play those minutes christian brown can only you know play so many minutes off the bench Peyton watson you can only give him some reggie somebody has to play the minutes that bruce brown played at back a point guard last year one case for reggie is when i was just going through like is it a picket lineup to give him christian and cb and zeke like these low usage you know guys <laughs> Reggie is more of a scorer, so it might fit that he's just out there taking lots of shots and he's medium efficiency at it. Yeah. But you don't have to worry about complex offense. He's just he's finding his mismatches and attacking. I agree. I agree. And then number six on my board, Christian Brown. I actually think this is a pretty interesting. He's like KCP and Aaron Gordon in that I kind of know what I'm getting from him. But this is his first NBA offseason to really prepare. I am curious if he comes back with a better three-point shot, if he comes back with a better offensive game. That's the only reason I have him so high. He's going to play a lot of minutes. It's not going to be like last year where we don't know when he's in. He's going to be right from day one. He's going to be playing heavy, heavy minutes. And um, so that part's interesting. It's just will he grow his game a lot? I think we're discounting the amount of growth Christian Brown could have in his game. Are we? Like, I think when we're projecting Christian Brown to next season, we're thinking he's kind of the same guy he was last year. Right. Like, maybe he's got more in his offensive bag. What what would that look like? uh, Maybe he can run some pick and roll. Man, that'd be huge. Yeah, maybe. Like, I feel like we are just talking about it like it's a certainty that it won't happen. What Um, What are the chances in your opinion? Like, are you betting on it? No, but I think it's a possibility. Um, mainly because like they might need him to. They might just give him the opportunity to. Right. I I think I don't know how interesting he will be. I do think the three point shot is the thing I look at. He shot thirty five and a half percent last year, which is pretty good. I kind of think that's what he is. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe he gets in the lab this year and it's just like, man, he was so money. I mean, he's gonna have great <laughs> shot selection, which is half of shooting. For sure. But if he just got in the lab and it was a great shooter, it would make things different. If he became a guy that was a <laughs> he was on the scouting report for shooting, that would be a huge oh for him. Oh my god, it'd be massive. Oh, it'd be great for the bench unit that doesn't have a single Elite shooter. Yeah. So that's what makes him up there. And I just think he's going to play a lot of minutes. So Christian Brown, interesting year coming up. All right, let's take a break. The top five are locked and loaded. There's some good ones. What's the order? Oh, man, that air feels so good. (laughs) Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of DNVR. If you don't know where to get Breck Brew, just go to their website, 
Check out the Breck Brew beer locator. Type in your zip code. That will tell you where to get Breckenridge Brewery no matter where you are. Of course, it's July. It's the summer. Make sure you're drinking the Mountain Beach Sour from Breck Brew. A perfect beer for any occasion, but definitely great because it's the summer. It's gorgeous outside. You're probably hanging out in a park or something. The Mountain Beach Sour from Breckenridge Brewery is your go-to this time of year. Also, make sure to check out Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel partner of all city. Uh, Pins and Aces, they've got polos, hats, golf bags, the beer sleeve, the liquor stick. They just keep coming out with first of its kind products. Like who knows what they're gonna come out with next, but it's probably gonna be awesome and you're probably gonna need it in your golf bag. Check out pinsandaces.com, use the code DNVR to get 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. All right, final segment here at DNVR Nuggets as we send you off to your weekend. The five most interesting nuggets going into next season. Most interesting. Number five for me is Zeke Naji. Wow. This is high for me. That's high. Well, as you can see, Harrison, not for every player, but there is one of the major factors for whether or not you're interesting is how wide of a range of outcomes are there. And is there a player on this roster? I think there's only one who has a wider range of outcomes than Zeke. That's Peyton, who we haven't gotten to yet. But Zeke Naji, you could tell me, comes back next year, shoots 40% from three in the corners, defends at his highest level, like best ever, and is like a major like obstacle for other teams. It's like, hey, man, there's Zeke. We're worried about their bench scoring. Put Zeke on whoever, and he shuts them down. That's within the realm of possibility. Also within the realm of possibility, he has another hitch in his shot. <laughs> Somehow his shot keeps getting worse. He changes positions again. <laughs> changes positions. He's really more of a three. Malone's like, I got to play with the three. He's a three. He played three in middle school. Just got to get him back to his natural position. Uh, they put him there. That he absolutely sucks that he's out of the lineup or traded at the deadline or this or that. There's a wide range of outcomes. But I will say, if he's good, it certainly helps lock a bunch of other things into place for the Nuggets. See, I don't think there's as big of a range of outcomes as you do just because I feel like we've seen three seasons of Zeke Naji and he's kind of been the same guy all three seasons other than the shot. The shot's such a big part of it though. I will tell you this, but last year's Zeke with a 40% three I'm in man, but was, was Zeke good last year? No, no, I think he was fine. Well, he, yeah, he didn't play enough, man. I think he was fine. He was great in the stint where he and got to play. He could a not shoot. Like every time he shot a three, you were thinking, is this going to be an air ball? Right. If he does what he did last year, this season, I think that's fine. And that's honestly exactly what I expect him to do. So you find him not that interesting. I don't <laughs> find him interesting at all. I think I feel like I could project 82 games of Zeke Naji right now. Oh, pragmatic win strikes again. Come on, dude. It's July. He could be anything. You're not, you're not with it. No. I mean, Does he shoot Christian well? Brown, I think, has a way bigger range of outcomes than Zeke Naji. Way bigger. I, I will say the Zeke can guard. He can really guard, man. He could really guard. And yeah, I but do. he's always guarded. I know. We, we know he's going to Yeah, guard. but he hasn't played a ton of minutes is the problem. I mean, he's played well, 400, he 700, and 700. <laughs> yeah. But I just think if this year, if he does play like 1,200 minutes, which is what you would expect from a guy that's in the consistent rotation, yeah. if he plays that and he guards well... Like, that's a big thing for Denver. I mean, what was Denver defensively last year? 20, 20th, 18th, something like that? By the end of the season, they Dropped. got up to, like, 15th. 15th? If you add one very good defender, double the minutes, like, that actually does make an impact on, is that bench unit going to be great? We're not sure, but can it be great defensively? 
Christian, Peyton, and Zeke, that's the makings of a good defensive unit. Yeah. Which, again, might be enough just to make it a bad lineup, but that you don't get scored on at least. So we think Zeke Najee 100% begins the season as backup center. <laughs> I don't think 100%, but yes, I'm putting, <laughs> that's where I'm putting my bet. I think Zeke Najee's in the rotation. Yeah. I would say 85% chance. Okay. Yeah. Backup sounds, center. That sounds about right. But th- with that being said, like he's in line for clearly the most minutes that he will play in an NBA season this year. All right. This is one's going to get people so mad at me. Number four, most interesting player going into the next season. Nikola Jokic. <laughs> now, why? I'm not m- that mad about it. I mean, famously, I don't think he's that exciting. So, <laughs> yeah, jeez. <laughs> I just know That's what I'm getting cut. from Jokic. An MVP season. I just right. know I'm getting from it. His funny range say, of outcomes is not that large. Now, he is going to be the most interesting player to watch because he's my favorite player I've ever watched. So he's interesting, but... This is more interesting storyline. And the only storyline that's interesting to me is like Jokic. Is he come in in great shape? Does he need to like ease into it? Because, you know, he's playing a lot of basketball lately. We wouldn't even begrudge him if he did. Is he going to be in the MVP conversation again? Like that might be interesting. But outside of that, Harrison, <laughs> it's going to be right around a 24-point triple-double. Yep. He's going to be very efficient. Yep. They're going to have a great plus-minus when he's on the court. Probably terrible on defense. Until the fourth quarter. Yeah, he's going to have some real bad low-light games on defense. But then some game-winning blocks. People question if you could ever win with this guy as a center. Can you build a playoff defense around Nicole And I think he's going to be awesome, and I'm going to love every game. I just don't think his story arc is interesting. There's not that wide of a range of outcomes, in my opinion, for Jokic. The story arc is, does he get too bored with basketball this season? (laughs) Somebody says Jokic needs to invent a new shot or something. Actually, this would be the thing that would make Jokic's season number one. If this is his Larry bird year where he's like the game's so boring now we won i gotta do a lefty game i gotta do like a a game where i shoot nothing but threes i mean i gotta get what's my record of sambors three in a game okay i'm going for nine i'm gonna take nine sambors dude that's a good comment another good one by philly um if Jokic looks disinterested in this season the takes on him are gonna be wild on Jokic? Yeah. What do you mean? Be like, oh man, he won a championship. Doesn't even care about the ba- basketball or the team <laughs> or the Nuggets anymore. Just doesn't even uh, care. Yeah. I don't. I honestly, I think we're over the hump on the worst Jokic takes. I think we're over the hump. They'll pop back up in this other stuff, but I mean, come on, man. He won, and I think people are a little afraid. I honestly, here's the thing. I think takesmen are a little afraid to go against Yoke. Well, they should be. They're like when you lose they a huge nothing hand left poker. to stand on. Yeah. What's even the take? Yeah, but this is why it might not even be that interesting next year. I just think he's going to be casually dominant next year. Number three, Michael Porter Jr. I've got him number three. I think this, I feel like MPJ the way I think you feel like Zeke. We're going to talk about. He gets a full off season and he's growing and he had no, to miss I a year. I also this feel this way about MPJ. And and then you think like, oh, what could he be next year? He's going to elevate his game. I have a feeling he's going to be the same player. I think this is probably who MPJ is on the Nuggets. On the Nuggets, he's going to play off ball. He's probably not going to get quite as many shots as you want, but he's going to make <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> and I don't know that he's going to come back with a necessarily hyper more dynamic. I do think he'll have a better year next year because I think his athleticism is returning slowly but surely, and it'll be there. But I don't think that athleticism is going to translate into a different role on the team. I think it's going to be the same role. Yeah, it's like I want to talk about Michael Porter Jr. at the four potentially next year. There's some minutes to be had there. I want to talk about you know him staggering with the bench. 
Probably just a waste of time, though. Yeah. Um, anything else with Michael Porter? No, I'm I'm with you. I feel like we kind of know what Michael Porter is on the Nuggets. I feel like he's going to be pretty similar to last year, and that's a great thing. He took more shots last year than any point in his career per 36 minutes. He took 16.4. So he's taken 15.3, 15.4, and then 16.4. Yeah. What do you think he takes next year for 36? 15, 15, 16, basically, is how it's gone. 16. So it's back to <laughs> back to the same rate as last year. Yeah. Okay. I kind of think Very so similar too. to last year. Number two on my list, Jamal Murray. He's the guy that I actually think might have a meaningfully different year next year. In fact, I wouldn't say he just might. I expect it. Murray seems to be chomping at the bit to prove to everybody, like, you just got a championship. Now it's time to go out there and get the reputation. Yeah. I think next year is his all-star year. I think next year is a year where he is significantly more aggressive in ways that we both love and hate at different times. He took 16 shots a game. If you go per 36, that was 17 and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if he takes like 19, 19 per 36 next year, 20, 20 shots. I think he might be the leading scorer. I think he might be really aggressive. And I think that next year is a, a it's weird to say breakout year. I think it's a breakout it's regular season. Breakout yeah. regular season. I would have Jamal number one on my list. I cannot wait to watch him next season. I feel like he's more motivated than ever, even though he just won a championship. Right. He's more out to prove everybody wrong than he ever has been. Um, he's just got more fire inside him than I think he ever has. I've got huge expectations for him next year. I think he's got huge expectations for himself. I agree. I think he's close to a lock for the All-Star game if he just has a somewhat similar season to what he's had in years past. And I think he has a better season than he's had in years past. I think he comes out wanting this to be his team next year. Really? Obviously, this is Nicole Jokic's team. We know that. But I do wonder if in the regular season this becomes Jamal Murray's team next year. I think it's going to be a very interesting season for him, a very interesting season. And I'll tell you this, I think we're going to see some classics. Yep. He has the 50-point game. He has 48-46. He has some big games in the regular season. I wouldn't be surprised if next year we see some classics. I'm not going to put a number on it and say he gets a 50-point game, but I do think we're going to see some flurries for the record, Ooh, some record love flurries. Love it. Forecast calls for flurries. We'll see what his 2K rating is. Yeah. That, see what that, that is. will determine how good of a year he has. My number one most interesting guy, Peyton Watson. I honestly think that so much of the season hinges on him because he represents a leveling up, an added new, not just good player, but special. Like Christian Brown's a really good player. I love his game. But he's a really good role player, and it kind of ends there. I think for Peyton Watson next year, he needs to be a role player and nothing more. But he represents something else, right? I mean, this is everything we're told, is that this guy has star potential, not just good player potential, and he's sort of being you know, re released next year. There is a world in which the best Peyton Watson season, if we just did all, we've simulated a thousand different seasons for Peyton Watson, the best one is actually pretty awesome. Like, he's a good player where you start not even, like, the point guard. Forget about that. He's running. He's an option. You play through him sometimes because he's becoming so good at it. Defensively, up did we just lose our uh, yeah. uh, battery died? I mean, if he has a season like Christian Brown had, yeah, he could be in this spot. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, up oh, there we go. We're back. Um, 
Peyton Watson, and then the worst of it to me is it's not inconceivable that Peyton Watson misses next year. That it's like he plays, he's not very good, and they have to bring him out, and he never gets a consistent role. Are you effing blind? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying it's within the realm of possibilities. Yeah. Is it not? It is. It totally is. Like, Christian Brown was so much more ready for his role last year than I feel like Peyton Watson is for his this year. Um. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a possibility. I like Piwat. I'm high on him. I think he's going to come in and be a rotation player all season next year off the bench. But there is just a little bit of unknown. There is the question of can we really trust him. That being said, I I would not have him number one just because, like, if he is not ready and if he's, like, not up to par this season, it's interesting, but... I think the Nuggets just move on and try to win forward. a title with him being a non-factor. Yes, absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Who are there eight guys if it's not Peyton, though? Because you need eight guys for the playoffs. Christian. You got your starters, and then you got Christian. Okay. <laughs> I mean, who knows? They, 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 <laughs> did, they did it with seven last year. They did it with eight. I mean, Christian, there were some games he barely yeah, played in the playoffs. Some. Yeah, but he was still an eight, it was still an eight-man rotation. I don't – I mean, for me, Peyton, Zeke. you're right that they could. I just – the odds to me go so far down. I think you're counting on this guy to be a good defensive player. And then it's possible that Peyton closes some games for Denver or closes some like, oh, 10 seconds left in the game, Nuggets on defense up one. It's possible he becomes the guy you sub in there and you go with a lineup that features – Peyton at the and Michael Porter spot because they're like, hey man, that's a lockdown playmaking yeah. guy. So I just think the upside for Peyton to be an impact player is so high in large part because of how I how dependent I think the Nuggets are in him making a leap. Yeah, less so that I think I'm 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 counting on it. Yeah, but I am rooting for it, and I do think that if he does hit, he becomes a mold of player the Nuggets have not had in this era. For sure, they've never had a long rangy stopper like that or just playmaking defender like that it's entirely possible he leads the team in blocks next year you know he's the type of player that could do that even off of a block like who's who's going to lead him in blocks last year was it who who led the team in blocks last year do you even know off the top of your head uh it was probably in blocks per game who (laughs) interesting blocks per game yeah not total blocks Total blocks is just like Yoke played a lot of games. Right. Uh, this is my point. Aaron Gordon. It was Aaron Gordon was yeah. 0.8, then Jokic at 0.7, <laughs> and then a whole bunch of guys at 0.6 or 0.5. So my point is nobody blocks on the Nuggets. It's possible Peyton Watson's just a one-block-a-game guy, I think. Right. Even if he's only playing 15, 20 minutes, I think uh, he could he get a probably block. probably is. He probably is. But they can... So clearly win the championship without any contribution from him this season. I, I really feel like Man, that's the case. I don't know if I feel that way. I just, just think about it like this. If the Nuggets did not have Christian Brown and you subbed him out for yeah, a, a perfectly player. league average player or Austin even Rivers below league average, yeah. Austin Rivers, yeah. they 100% win the championship with Austin Rivers in that spot. Yeah, you're probably right about that. You're probably right about that. I still think Peyton Watson represents an upside for the Nuggets that I don't think will be actualized perfectly this year. But you never know, man. The guy, may, a player, he's going to play know. a lot of minutes in a row, and I just think we're going to watch him in October. 
And then November and December and January and February and every month we're going to be like, wow, he's leveling up. He's getting better and better and better. And that why that's why to me he represents the most mystery for the Nuggets next year. And for me, that's why in a season that I think is going to be largely void of mystery. Yeah. That's why he's my number one most interesting player. So I'm excited All for right. Pewat. I'm excited to see him. I'm excited for a weekend, you guys. <laughs> I'm actually going to be gone now for over a week. So I'm taking my little break here. I'll be watching the Nuggets. I'll be tweeting through the weekend different Nuggets stuff as they play these last two games. But after that, the big guy over here is at the helm uh, steering the ship while I'm out of town. We'll see how it goes. It might be a good show. <laughs> might be a bad show, as Nicole Jokic would say. But we don't know. Job's not done. All right, everybody. Hit that like button for us on the way out. Let's go watch the Nuggets later tonight. <laughs>